Yeah, yeah. Let's give it up for all the amazing fathers out there. Happy Father's Day to every father out there. You know, I want to take the few next minutes just to share about our Heavenly Father, the goodness of our Heavenly Father. You know, the Bible says that God is a good father. And the thing about our good father is not only does he want to tell you that he's good, but he wants to show you that he is good. And that God's will, God's plan, that we would experience his goodness. And that's my encouragement to all of us this morning. For the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. According to Psalms 34, verse 8, God wants us to experience his goodness. And why does God want us to experience his goodness? Because you can't argue with evidence. And I'm here to encourage you. You're probably here, and perhaps at the end of the day, we can argue about uh, theology. We can argue or debate about religion. But one thing that we cannot deny is God's evidence. We can't argue his evidence, and we can't debate his evidence. So today I want to talk about the evidence of God's goodness. You see, there's a story in Mark chapter 5 where this man had an encounter with the presence of Jesus, and his life was completely transformed by the presence of God. I mean, this man was tormented by demons. He was lost, had no purpose, had no sense of direction in his life, and he had a reputation that he was not in his right mind. In fact, everyone in the town, in the city, was afraid of this man until Jesus stepped on the scene and Jesus came into his life and he encountered the presence of God and he was no longer being tormented with those thoughts that he was being tormented by and I would like to pick up in the story in Mark chapter 5, starting with verse 15, and this is what it says. A crowd soon gathered around Jesus, and they saw the man who had been possessed by demons. The man was now sitting there fully clothed and perfectly sane. You know what I love about this story? Is that God intervened in this man's life. You know what I love about this story? That people in the town got to see the evidence of God's goodness. And I don't know about you, but I can relate with this man. Because I know in my own personal life, in my personal story, I personally have seen God intervene for me. I remember my mom was telling me when I was growing up as a kid that when she was pregnant with me at the age of 15, 16, because she was getting ready to turn 16 years old, at that time my grandparents told her to have an abortion. So my mom goes and fills the paperwork out. A week later, goes back to the doctor's office, there in the gown, getting ready to have the abortion. And I don't know where she heard something say to her that this child will do much. And I'm alive today because my mom obeyed the voice of God. That, my friend, is God intervene on my behalf. But I wish I could tell you from the time I was born to 16 years old that that promise that God gave my mom was actually happening. In fact, it wasn't happening. You see, my dad was in the gang life. My dad was in the drug life. And my mom and my dad divorced when I was four years old. I grew up not having my dad in my life, and I always wanted my father in my life, and I never had my father to be there for me, and I wanted my father to encourage me to be the dad that I believe that I've always longed for. Growing up as a kid, I was told I, was, I had a speech pediment, so my mom had to put me in these certain classes to help me to be better in my communication ability. 
And then they found out that I had a learning disability, so they put me in special ed classes. And so throughout my life, I always felt like the odds were against me. And throughout my life, I allowed what people said and I allowed my actions and what people have done to me to define me. And it got the best of me and I had low self-esteem. And I began to worry about what people thought throughout my life because I didn't have my dad like everyone else had their dad. And I didn't understand why my dad wasn't there for me and I was hurt and I was broken and I was confused and I had so much anger on the inside that I would blame my mom for everything and my mom didn't do anything wrong. It was my dad that hurt me and I was hurt and broken and throughout my life people would make fun of me and that being said that I allowed that to define me. I allowed that to shape me and I allowed that to get the best of my life. So later on in life, I got introduced to the wrong crowd and I started smoking weed and I started doing things I shouldn't have been doing because I allowed what people did to me to get the best of me. So I started getting high and I started drinking and then got introduced to cigarettes and started smoking cigarettes. And then going into my middle school, of middle school, I, I just started worrying about what people started thinking about me because I allowed my insecurities to get the best of me because I wasn't the smartest kid in the room and I didn't want to be laughed at. So my freshman year of high school, my first day of school, I did school because I worried about what people thought about me. And so throughout my high school years, I was a drop out of high school. My junior year, I had 2.3 credits my junior year. And my mom throughout my life used to tell me, God loves you. God has a plan. God cares about you. But I was so stubborn. I was so hardened. I was so hard-headed. I was so hurt on the inside that I didn't want nothing to do with this God that she used to tell me about because if God loved me so much, why did my dad leave me? If God loved me so much, why was I mistreated? If God loved me so much, why are all these things happening in my life? And I began to allow my heart to continue to get hardened and I began to have a misconception of who God is and I began to allow the things in my life to rule me and dominate me and get the best of me. Until one day I got invited to go to a youth service. And I remember during that youth service, God was really working through the worship and God was working through the message. And I remember I had an experience with God, but I wish I could tell you from the time I had that experience with God, everything was okay. In fact, it got worse. One day I was at the park, came out with my friends, and we hear these gunshots. And we're wondering what's going on, concerned about our friends, perhaps maybe our friends got shot at and we didn't see any of our friends and the next thing you know these gangsters that were going around doing drive-bys saw us and they trapped us and they pulled out a 20-gauge shotgun and they're 10 feet from us and they shot at us six different times my friend got shot in the stomach area I picked him up put him beside me I look and the guy was trying to get out of the car and he couldn't get out of the car so he kept shooting the same guy that got shot in the stomach the bullets went through my sweater missed me and hit him in the arm Right there I'm face to face with the reality of death. Right there I'm afraid, I'm scared. But throughout my life and throughout my life remaining after that incident, I was still running from God. I was hurt. I was broken. I was confused. And really, truly deep down, I always wanted my dad. I always wanted my father in my life. Because I didn't have my dad like my friends had their dad. But I remember people used to tell me, God loves you and God cares about you. And somehow, some way, I remember after the incident when I got shot at and throughout my days and throughout my life, something began to tell me, you're not meant for this. Move to Arkansas. 
So I ended up moving to Arkansas where my grandparents live. My grandparents took me in. And my cousin invited me to the small little church in Cold Hill, Arkansas. And that was when the moment I really experienced God's love. That was the moment that I really experienced the Father's love. That was the moment that I experienced the presence of God. And right there in that moment, God changed my life. Right there in that moment, God set me free. Right there in that moment, I began to experience God's love. And all I can think about is my mom. All I can think about the hell that I put her through. All that I can think about is my friends that didn't know Christ. All I can think about is those that need Jesus. And I felt God put on my heart to move back to Salinas. So I moved back to Salinas and God spoke to my heart and said, go to the church your cousin, your aunt, and your uncle goes to. And I begin to go to that church. And as I begin to go to that church, God began to do a work in my life. God began to do transformation in my life. And the good news was that God used me to bring my mom back to Jesus. And then I began to see the hand of God. I began to see how God began to intervene and God began to lead me to go to Bible school. And then God let me go back to Salinas. And then from Salinas, I just seen the hand of God lead me and guide me and direct me. And you know, before I moved here to Fresno, I had an opportunity as you all know, that I always wanted my dad in my life. And back in 2005, God restored my relationship with my real father. Come on. And then God began to lead me and guide me and direct me here to Fresno, California back in 2007. And little did I know, God had a greater plan. And then got involved in our schooling and ministry and how the schooling of this ministry changed my life forever and how God surrounded me about, around great men and women of God in my life and how God brought a pastor Randy in my life to be a spiritual father in my life and how God began to bring other men in my life to be that example and how my life began to be transformed by God's love and God, by God's presence and God's power. And next thing you know, they bring me on staff and I've been on staff since 2010 all the way to 2023 and I am where I am today because of God's love and I'm where I'm at today because of God's faithfulness and I'm where I'm at today because God's love never fails. Who would ever thought that I would be a pastor? Who would ever thought that I would be a communicator? Who would ever thought that God would open up the door to allow me to be the Fresno State football team chaplain? Who would ever thought that I would be officiating weddings? Who had ever thought that I would be officiating memorial services? Who had ever thought that I would be able to come alongside and be a support and strength and wisdom to many people here at Celebration Church? To be honest with you, but God knew. God knew. I'm reminded of a scripture in Philippians 1.6. It says it like this. He that began a good work in you will bring it to completion to the day of Christ Jesus. When God starts something, he finishes it. When God starts something, he completes it. And if God can do it for me, how much more knowing that God can do it for you. Because my God is no respecter of a person. You may feel like God has failed you. You may feel like people have let you down. But I'm here to encourage everyone in this place. If God God has done it for me. God can do it for you. And I'm here to let you know man may have failed you. People may have let you down. But God will never, ever fail you and never, ever let you down. I can look back over my life and how God never failed me.
I can look over back over my life and look at the intervention, how God intervened on my behalf. As I mentioned earlier, there my mom is, there in that moment, she's getting ready to have the abortion. And there God steps in in the scene and intervenes on my behalf. And I'm alive today because of God. And maybe you're in this place today and you've been overlooked. Maybe you're in this place today and you feel like you have no voice. Maybe you're in this place and you feel like you're a misfit. Maybe you're in this place today and I want you to know that God is with you. God sees and he knows and he cares about you. And I believe there's many people in this room. I want you to know today that God is intervening on your behalf as he intervened for me when I was getting ready to be aborted. But God had a plan. And God God had a purpose and I want you to know that God has a plan for you and God has a purpose for you and God loves you and God cares about you my God has never failed my God has never let me down listen man will let you down I'll let you down people will fail you but God will never ever ever fail you you know what's so awesome is my mom is here today y'all and what a powerful testament and testimony that my mom gets to see the goodness of God that my mom gets to see that word that God gave to her when I was in her womb and she gets to see the son that I am today. And she gets to see who I am today. And I want to encourage all the moms out there this morning. It may look hopeless, but stay in the game. Trust the Lord. Because when God says he's going to do it, he's going to do it. My God will never leave you nor forsake you. He says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified. For I am the God that is with you and for you. And I'm here to encourage you this morning. If God did it for my mom. And if God has done it for me, God can do it for you. For my God cannot and he will not fail. Ha -ha. You know what's crazy about that story? What's crazy about that story is, as I mentioned, my grandpa thought it was best for my mom to have an abortion. Years later, me being in ministry here, I get a text Letting me know that my grandpa is not doing well. There he is in the hospital dying. I got permission to go see my grandpa there in Salinas, California, to be able to go see my grandpa. And there I show up, my grandma's crying because she's devastated about her husband dying. And I go in that hospital room. Oh. Come on, man. This is the very person that told my mom with a scare tactic, if you don't have the abortion, I'll do it. This is the very person that told my mom to abort me. And here we are later on in the future. I'm here face to face looking at my grandpa. He's dying. But I have a moment to be Christ-like. And I have a moment to show God's love. Because that's what a good father is. And that is who he is. And in that moment, I was able to pray with him. But not only was I able to pray with them, but I asked them, I said this, I said, so I prayed with them, and then I said, Grandpa, say this with me. And he prayed the salvation prayer. And he's in heaven now, I believe. Maybe you're in this place and you're dealing with unforgiveness and bitterness in your heart. 
my encouragement to you today is to remind you of God's love has changed my life, then God's love can change your life so that you can forgive those that have hurt you and those that have betrayed you and those that have lied about you and those that have messed you up in your mind and those that have physically abused you and, and emotionally abused you. And I'm here to encourage you, someone like me can forgive my grandpa. How much more knowing that you can forgive your enemies and you can forgive your mom and you can forgive your dad and you can forgive your aunt and you can forgive your siblings you can forgive your uncles because if he's forgiven us then we can also forgive as I mentioned earlier I reminded that I grew up not having a father in my life and I've always wanted my dad there to be there to be the man of God that I believe that he was called to be for my life that I always wanted my father but I found out something that even knowing that I didn't have my earthly father growing up as a child, I had God, and God became my father. And I want you to know today, you're in this place, and you maybe don't have your dad in your life. Maybe you're in this place, and your father's never been there for you. I want you to know, according to the Bible, he's a father to the fatherless. And he wants to be a father to you tonight, today. He wants you to know today that he loves you, and he cares about you he's a good father he's a caring father he's a loving father that will never fail you and he'll never give up on you and I want you to know even what's so amazing is knowing that I did not grow up having my real dad. And as I mentioned, I love how God works back in 2005, how God restored my relationship with my dad. But I had the honor and privilege recently, not too long ago, to be able to see my real dad. You can put up the picture real quick. But this is my real dad here. They're going to go ahead and put the picture up. But that's my real dad right there, y'all. Look at God, y'all. Look at God. Look at God restore my relationship with my natural father. And I want you to know today, maybe you're believing God for restoration. I'm here to tell you if God did it for me by restoring my relationship with my father, I want to encourage you today. God can restore your relationship with your earthly father. But maybe you're here and you're thinking, well, I don't got my dad anymore. I got some good news to you, for you today. God wants to be your father today because he's a good, perfect, loving, caring father. And I want to encourage you men in this place and everyone in this room uh, today. And I want to encourage every single one of you that God cares about you. And that he's a perfect father. You may feel like you're not a good father. You may feel like you're not a perfect father. I know for me, I'm not a perfect father. But I'm so grateful that I can go to the perfect father to receive his love and goodness so that I can be a father to my daughter. I'm going to be a little vulnerable with you this morning, if that's okay. But my daughter randomly out of nowhere uh, texted me this, and I wasn't expecting this. And this is what she said to me. Uh, she said, thank you, Dad, for all the sacrifice you've made to provide for our family. And for the endless love you've shown us, enjoy your special day you deserve. Why am I bringing that up? Why am I saying that? Because I'm here to tell you just because you don't have a father, it doesn't mean you can't be a father. And just because you don't have a father, it doesn't mean you can't still show God's love 
to people around you. Mom and dad, my encouragement to all of us today, be the father that God has called you to be. Be the mom that God has called you to be. None of us in this room are perfect, but thank God we know a God that's perfect. And thank God that we know a God that loves us. And thank God that we know a God that will never leave us, nor forsake us. And because he's never leave us, nor forsake us, then we can extend that same love and that mercy. We can extend, extend that father love to our children. I think back how, I see how when I was lost and didn't know what to do with my life and how God intervened and began to lead me and show me his plan for my life. And maybe you're here today and you're asking yourself this question, why am I here on this earth? What is my plan? What is my purpose? What is the plan that God has for me? And my encouragement to all of us in this space, in this place my encouragement, again, if God has showed me and led me and directed me and God has helped me to identify my purpose on this earth, I'm here to encourage every single one of you that God created you on purpose for a purpose and that he has a plan for your life. And I believe the plan and the purpose that he has for you is for you to tell your story. Just like how I'm sharing my story with you, the purpose of why I'm sharing my story with you is to encourage you, inspire you. Take the story that God has given you and share it with your loved ones share it with your family members share it with the loved ones around you because someone needs your story and I'm here to tell you the purpose why God placed you here is to know God and to make him known to know God and to make him known to have an authentic relationship with God but not only to have an authentic relationship with God but God has called every single one of us to make him known and God wants to use your story to make him known and just like in the text here this man was not in his right mind this man was demon possessed this man had no sense of direction but one moment when he encountered the presence of Jesus his life was completely changed and transformed by the power in the presence of Jesus and this man wanted to go and be with Jesus and this man wanted to be one of the disciples but Jesus said no I need you to go home in your family and tell your story all the Lord has done for you and I need you to tell them about my mercy that I've given to you and I'm here to encourage you and inspire you today go and to your home life, go into your family, go into your city, go into the highways and byways, go into your community, go into the world around you and begin to tell your story about what God has done for you and the same God that stepped in on the scene and intervened for me is the same God that is intervening for you, the same God that never gave up on me and never fell is the same God that will never give up on you and will never fail you. God has wants you to know this today, that your story matters and life change does not stop with you but life change starts with you and every chair here represents a person and every person has a story and every story matters to God and I'm here to remind you of your purpose you've been sent to the earth to let people know about the great I am I'm here to remind you inspire you the things that you've been going through it's not a waste of time but God wants to use your story it's a setup it's a setup. I'm here to encourage everyone in the mother in this place. God is going to use your story. Tell your story. Share your story. Let people know the miracles that God has done with you because no one can argue a miracle. Let people know the transformation that you've experienced in your life because no one can argue true transformation. I'm here to encourage you. The evidence is in the power of your story.
The world needs your story. I don't think you hurt me. The world needs your story. It needs your story. It needs the hurt. It needs the pain. It needs the letdowns and disappointments. It needs the good, the bad, and the ugly. And God has his way to take it all and mix it all up to use your story. Because your story is not just for you, but your story is for your loved one. And I think about my grandpa that is not in hell, but he's in heaven. And I'm grateful that God can use my story. And I'm here to encourage you. Let God use your story. There's many of you in this room. You shouldn't be alive, but God intervened on your behalf. You should be dead, but God stepped in on the scene and said, nah, nah, nah. I ain't going to let you die because I got a plan. And my plan is greater than the devil's plan. Even knowing the devil got a plan, but God's plan is always greater. And I'm here to encourage you this morning. I don't know what's coming up against you, but my God is greater. My God is bigger, better than ever. Better than ever in your marriage. Better than ever in your finances. Better than ever in your health. Better than ever. No small plans here. No small plans here. Ah. So what we're going to do, you can stand up to your feet. You can stand up to your feet. Ah. Stand up to your feet. No one leaving, no one leaving. Do me a favor. Let's honor God. I believe God wants to do something right now. In fact, I believe God already is doing something. And as Pastor Randy mentioned, God spoke to him and said, have Anthony share his story. Listen, the purpose why we're sharing my story, it's not so you can look at me. It's so that you can look at the greatness of our God. And so that you can see if God can do it through someone like me, God will and will do it through you. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have Taba go through this song real quick. No one leaving. But I'm going to have him go through this song. And I want him to begin to sing this song over you because this is what I do know about God. As I mentioned, he wants to use your story. But sometimes in life, when we're going through things, we allow things to define us and make us that we're not qualified or good enough for God to work in us and through us. And we all in this room at times feel like we're failures. But I need you to know you're not a failure. You're not a failure because that's not what God thinks about you. Mom, dad, look at me. You're not a failure. You're not a failure. You're not a nobody. You are somebody. You're no, you're not a nobody. Hear me out. So Tavo, as you sing this song, go ahead, Tavo, begin to sing. And I'm going to begin to pray for you guys as Tavo sings this song because I believe there's some application in this song as we begin to worship. So right there between you, Lord, if you can just lift your hands up, all of us in this place. Go ahead, Tavo.
and bow your head. So Father, I pray today. Can I pray and I ask, Father, that every person in this room, in this place, in this space, that God, that they would experience your goodness. What I do know, God, is you want to intervene in every situation of their life. I do know, God, that you can heal. So, Lord, I thank you right now in this moment for your healing power working right now as I declare by the authority of Jesus Christ that the power and the presence of God is healing bodies because they're going to have a story to tell. And they're going to let people know, look what the Lord has done. God has healed me. God, I pray for those in this place that are believing for complete restoration. Restoration in every aspect of their life, God. I do know that, God, you can do miracles. And God, just as you've done a miracle in my life, I thank you that you're doing miracles in their life. For you are the miracle-working God. And you are for signs, wonders, and miracles. So, Father, right now in this moment, I pray for the person that their heart is hardened and they're hurt and they're broken and they want to give up on life and throw in the towel. God, I just pray for a fresh wind of heaven. God, to be able to breathe on them that they're not going to quit. They're not going to give up to be the husband that you've called them to be, to be the wife that you called her to be. God, I pray right now for a miracle of heaven to invade marriages in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you, Lord, that you'll take those broken pieces and mend them back together and bring healing to their soul. There's someone in this room play, there's someone in this room today you, you've been dealing with torment in your mind, but I declare as God set the man free in that story, God is bringing freedom in your mind. No longer are you going to be tormented in your mind anymore. And I declare that every person in this room has a story and that story is evidence of your goodness, of your goodness, of your goodness, of your goodness. You're a good father. You are a good father, a caring, loving, gracious father. God, we all have a story. And we can look at our lives and see the evidence of your goodness. And God, we thank you for intervening. God, this world needs our story. God, you didn't bring them this far to leave now. God, you want to keep healing. God, you want to keep helping. God, you want to keep intervening. God, show your goodness. Because you are a good father. And you love us, God. You care about us, God. You love us. You love us, Father. God, right there in that moment, 
the person that's dealing with hurt, God, because they feel like you've let them down. Lord, you didn't let them down. God, the person in this room that wants to commit suicide, God, let them know, God, that you have a plan for their life. God, I pray for every person in this room that is dealing with shame and guilt. Let them know how much you love them and how much you care about them and how you're a good father. That you'll never leave us nor forsake us. God, thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. With eyes closed and heads bowed, maybe you're in this place and you've never given your life to Christ. For the Bible says, all that call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. That God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son. That whoever believe in him will not perish but have everlasting life. God loves you that he sent his son to die for you. God loves you so that you can have right standing with God. God loves you so that you can have a personal relationship with him. And that happens through his son, Jesus. And if that is you today and you've never given your life to Christ and you want to make that decision today by accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior by receiving his grace by receiving his forgiveness and if that is you with no one looking around as I count to three I want to know who I'm praying with those that have never made that decision I'm not talking about those that have already but I'm talking about those that have never made that decision and if that is you and you want to accept Jesus into your heart one two three lift those hands up I see that hand, I see that hand, that hand. I see those hands, that hand, I see that hand. I see that hand, that hand, I see those hands. Thank you, Father God. You can put your hands down. And maybe you're here, and today you just feel like you're a failure. You feel like you're not good enough. And you feel like all hope is lost. And you feel like you've done too much. And if that is you today, with no one looking around, I want to pray for you specifically. But if that is you today, and you're just dealing with the sense of, I feel like I'm a failure, I want you to know at the end of the day, we all have failed. We all have made mistakes. But thank God we can encounter a perfect father and a father that loves us. As I count to three, I want to know who I'm praying for today. One, two, three. Lift those hands up so I know who I'm praying with today. I see those hands. I see those hands. I see those hands. Wow, I see those hands. You can put your hands down. God, I just pray before we conclude. I pray for every person that feels like they're a nobody and they're a failure. God, that they would get up again. That they wouldn't stay stuck in their mess. They wouldn't stay stuck in their problem. They won't stay stuck in their mind. But God, that they would move forward because you're a good, loving, awesome, caring father that you are. And I just pray that you begin to show them how much you love them and that they're able to forgive themselves because you have forgiven them. Thank you, God, for your love. And those that made that decision... For the first time, say this prayer, and, and those as a church family, we don't let them pray alone, but let's pray together. Say this with me. Say, Jesus, I believe you died on the cross and rose on the third day. I ask you to be my Lord, to be my Savior. Forgive me of all my sins in Jesus' name. 
amen and amen. Let's give it up for those that made that decision. Thanks for listening. If this impacted you and you'd like to partner with us, go to celebrationchurch.cc give to help us reach people with the message of Jesus.